So I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. We're not urinating on the fire, man. You guys are funny sometimes. We love Pittsburgh, PA. Happy Thanksgiving to Steelers Nation. If you're listening to this, then obviously the Cowboys game was a blowout and... (laughs) You're like, let's uh, let's see what we're talking about on what Jin's talking about, the conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. I'm Kyle Kreiss. Here with me is Greg Benevin. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, indeed. And I and you know I hope when you take a moment at some point today, just be you know just realize that. Uh, Steeler fans, you've gotten everything you've wished for. <laughs> All right. We want Broderick Jones to start. Oh, he's starting. We want Joey Porter to start. He's, he's starting. starting. We want Canada gone. He's gone. We mm. want uh, Kendrick Green gone. He's gone. We want Kevin Dye. You've gotten everything you wanted. So, you know, enjoy your special day, Steeler Nation. All it took was we had to get brownsed by the Browns. Yes, that was uh, that was bleak. You were the one to. You were the first one to say Tomlin's worst loss. You said that I, I quickly. Sa- I said how long? How long till someone says this is Tomlin's worst loss? I did not believe this is anywhere near Tomlin's worst loss. At uh, I, I, I didn't. I was way. I meant who's going to give that hy- hyperbolic take? And uh, there were many that took me up on that in the moments after the game. I, you know, I, I mean. It's uh, it's it's in the division. Yeah. Uh, a four, gave up a fourth quarter. Uh, game-winning drive to a rookie quarterback, uh, and then it co- made you—you f- you had to fire your coach, your offensive coordinator in the aftermath. So, yeah, I, I can't think of it getting much worse than that. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's—it can be up there. I mean it's—and and the only thing I would piggyback on what you said there because I agreed with all that was uh, they had multiple chances to win, which I think had as much to do with the uh, coordinator being fired as anything else. Yeah, yeah, and, and I and I think last year we were just talking about how the Jets game was maybe uh, Tomlin's worst home loss. Yeah, it was right because that was the one where like the season, you know, the last chance to be like, okay, we're gonna have a season that goes and competes for the playoffs, and then meanwhile they had one of those anyway. Well, coming up in the second half, I don't know. There's a lot. There's, I know. You know there's, there's so much. So much. Are we even going to talk about our quarterback? You know, I maybe hope so. We maybe, should. Yeah, we on should. It. I say maybe we can do the whole show and not even talk about uh, <laughs> our quarterback. Um, but we will. You know, there is some important things yes. uh, coming up in the second half, like uh, Tomlin's. The, the one article, the accessory that was very peculiar at his pr- press conference. <laughs> We'll get to that in the second half. Why don't we get to some of these takes? Where are the takes? Because even though you got exactly what you wanted, (laughs) still not happy. It's never enough. Let's start it off. Whoops. Let's start it off. (laughs) 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 We're still not happy. Let's start it off with at 
Ben Anderson 58. Canada Ben Anderson. Canada being fired is a positive development, but it's too late to entirely fix this offense. It was obvious in January that he wasn't the right guy. They should have fired him then and installed a new offense for 2023. The play calls will change some. Enough? That's the question. Too little, too late. <laughs> It's uh, we you know oh, I wish I could be happy, but I'm still mad that he wasn't fired in January. I think this is the most positive and optimistic that uh, these hot tech people can be, and they all use the same paradigm. Blank is a positive development, but and then into what they're actually thinking. It uh, is it enough? That's the question. It's like I'm reminded of when you separated these fans into masters of the obvious. Uh, yeah. This seems to be a textbook definition of that. Master, yeah. Where are those? Uh... Where are those Masters of the Obvious ads? Uh, did I lose them? That's okay. Oh, uh, where's... Oh, uh, man, I lost my cow sound. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's like... It wasn't obvious in January. That's the other... Know? I was about to tell... Yeah, you're right. It wasn't 100% obvious in January. It, it was... They certainly could have fired him off after the past season, but that was a very real thing, that uh, winning streak at the end of the season. The run game was looking better, and Kenny certainly looked better than this. So I... I Wow, I, I wasn't 100% uh, back and forth on Canada in January. I could see them keeping him. That made sense going into the season. But, uh, you know, when things started bad and then Kenny had, like, the worst month ever for a quarterback and somehow ended 2-2 two and two in it, I, I, I can see why Tomlin did what he did. Um, let's, you know, we're still can't be happy about these tweets. <laughs> Canada's gone uh, at... David M. Todd, David Todd, the firing of Canada doesn't change the fact that Pickett hasn't been accurate, hasn't been able to quickly move through his reads, and hasn't shown good pocket awareness. I don't expect that to miraculously change, but you had to try something. Well, if, did you have to try? If, if, if the problem is Kenny, then why why did we fire Canada? If You know? Well, they fired uh, Canada because they have much, much less invested in Canada than they do in Pickett. Uh, where, where I worked myself around to this and what I think makes sense to me uh, why they, why Tomlin did this now is that I, I, what I've learned doing this podcast is that you have to take Tomlin at his word, that everything he does is to try and win the next week. It's not about what happens two weeks from now. It's not about what happens next season. It's about winning this next week. And it's entirely possible, in fact, probably likely, that after this last game, that's where Tomlin got to the point where, okay, the best chance to win next week is is to have Kenny hearing different voices, is to get Canada out of there, where it finally met Tomlin's threshold of this is what it takes to win next week. At least that's what I think I figured out. That is a reasonable expectation. Okay, coach seems to think <laughs> fine. Um, all right, let's uh, let's let's see. We got so much. Let's quickly move on. Sure, sure. Two at. Jay Bailey NFL, Jared Bailey. Matt Canada was obviously a huge problem. Do I think it fixes everything? No, because the quarterback is still really bad. Firing Canada isn't going to all of a sudden turn Pickett into Joe Montana, but this is a very welcome start. Again, the same, I guess, same thing as the last one. It's like, um, what, what's the expectation then? Why, you know, what's what's the expectation now? The expectation for Kenny or the expectation for the for team? For the team or Kenny, both. Oh, well, I think or? for both. I think the expectation is to see some improvement from Kenny 
and I don't know, I don't even know if it's necessarily improvement from last year. It's improvement from this past month, which again, every stat I've seen says it's like the worst month a quarterback has had in forever. It, uh, the other thing I've noticed in all these tweets is the word but figuring very prominently. <laughs> this is one of the few that ends that takes the but into the, op- the, the positive part about the <laughs> but it is a very welcomed start. So is it, you know, is some, some, Somewhere down the line, is Tomlin and Matt Canada going to have drinks? And he'd be like, you know, Kenny Kenny just had that worst month in NFL history. And uh, we had to, you know, and you were the one who had to take the bullet for it. Um, it's entirely possible. I, I I mean, I'm not sure how much Tomlin goes out for drinks with people. But that that's not something that sounds crazy to me within the next decade. I mean, I not to continually tell people to go listen and watch the podcast of people smarter who know football better than me. But a point Christopher Carter has made many times is that Canada's job isn't just devising the playbook and calling the plays it's also helping the players particularly kenny to develop and kenny hasn't developed as well so in a very real way that as much as anything got canada fired let's go on to at blitzberg blitzberg the Steelers' biggest mistake in a decade was keeping Matt Canada for another season. This organization could have changed the direction of the offense the right way last summer and said they were blinded by a false winning streak at the end of 2022. These false winning streaks have come to get us again. Wow, I've always said be be careful of these false winning streaks. Uh, only a franchise this great and this storied could be plagued by false winning streaks. I, I mean, this is a bananas tweet. I mean, it's I, I, I don't know if this is the Steelers' biggest mistake in a decade. Uh, I, it certainly seems to have been a major mistake. I don't know if it's quite that big. Uh, but yeah, I, the idea of being blinded by a false winning streak in the NFL, as tough as the NFL is, is uh, 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 th- th- this one could have benefited from a but it's a very welcome start like the last tweet had. I mean, you know, you, I could, you, one could, and maybe I could put Matt Canada's career in this context. Uh, got to the playoffs two mm-hmm. years ago on Ben's last season. Yes. Uh, got to the doorstep of the playoffs. You know, we were week eighteen mm-hmm. away from making the playoffs on Kenny's rookie season. One questionable horse collar penalty in a game thousands of miles away. Yeah, yeah, Joe Flacco uh, moment uh, <laughs> away from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, you know, it wasn't blindsided. It wasn't a false, you know, there wasn't, it wasn't any fake fakery with no, Canada. No, there's no, there's no fakery. The idea of a false winning streak is completely asinine. I mean, it, it's, it is to set expectations to a point where they don't make any sense whatsoever. And as far as the, I, mean, I feel like we've had the biggest mistake in, we've had the biggest mistake in Tomlin's career a couple times this season. Oh, we've had a couple well, times. It comes up like once every few months on this podcast. Someone posts what is Tomlin's biggest mistake, and we never exactly figure out what it is because you can't. Yeah. Oh, how does this rank? I, you know, I don't think because what would the outcome, what would the outcome wouldn't have been different last season? Um, if you know, if no. there was no Canada, um, the outcome this season was still still to, to be to, to right, determined. Exactly, and if and again, my the best tweet anyone had about this was Alan Sanders saying Alan Saunders saying that if we want this, this won't tell us that much about Kenny for the rest of the season unless it works. If all of a sudden Kenny becomes much much better, then yeah, it, a, a lot more of this was Canada's fault than it seems, or even than I think. But if it kind of only slightly improves or stays more or less the same, then that's not the conclusion to reach. So you know, we, we'll find out 
in the next uh, month and a half whether or not Kenny has the gabagool, the gabagool or not. This mm-hmm. is it. This is the uh, <laughs> this is the gut check time. This mm-hmm. is the grit check. Mm-hmm. Grit, whatever. Okay. Until next season, yes. Um, anything? Okay. How about the final word on? Well, not even the final word on Canada. We got lots of Canada <laughs> oh, to talk I about. Know. Let's go to. The Mad Genius weighs in at Mark Madden X. Mark Madden, Fire in Canada is mostly scapegoating and will change nothing. Pickett will still be a scared QB in charge of a scared offense. Now we find out whose fault it really is. Well, he's saying it doesn't matter. What's that mean? Now we'll find out whose fault. He's saying that it's um, it doesn't matter either way. Right. It, it's. I mean, I guess the only way to read his tweet, or the way he'd prefer you to have you read it, is that this is it's all Pickett's fault uh, exclusively. Which, I mean, he is the player, he is the man in the field, he's the man in the arena, the one has to determine this. And so a significant, if not all, a major portion of this has to be his fault regardless. But um, but that's the only way I can read Madden's tweet. You're right. It's a bit uh, confounding. Well, will it change? Will it change nothing? You know, are we going to see? I don't think it'll change nothing. You know, are we, changes. We're still going to see some. Uh, well, I bet we'll see some. Jet, we're going to still see some jet sweeps. We're absolutely going to see some jet sweeps. <laughs> we're going to see some. Uh, we're going to see some dump offs. We're going to see some checkdowns. We're going to see some outside passes. I mean, it's. I'm assuming we're going to see more passes to the middle, but I don't know that for sure. I think the one thing this does guarantee that I feel very confident about is it means you're going to see a lot, lot more of Jalen Warren. That is a reasonable expectation. All right. Oh, we got that twice from the coach there. Um, all right. All these people that are still unhappy that Canada's gone. Is anyone happy that Canada's gone? At Inside the NFL, Inside the NFL. Real Ryan Clark 25 was fired up at the thought of a new look Steelers offense live on the CW. Let's see. We got the sound here from RC. Do we have it? Uh, ha, ha. Always with the technical things. Ryan Clark on the CWs inside the NFL talking. Matt Canada, adieu. We have gone from Canada to America. Mm -hmm. Matt Canada is no longer the offensive coordinator. We're not just going to throw the ball to the sideline and play wish football. I wish we scored a touchdown. We're going to run the football better with Jalen Warren. We're going to use the middle of the field now that Fryer moved his healthy. And at the least, we're going to put an offense on the field that looks like an NFL offense, and then T.J. Watt and the boys can go crazy on defense. A turkey in every pot, uh, a chicken in every uh, in every stew. Yeah, I don't everyone know. gets a unicorn. Um, that all sounds great. I don't. I, I, I don't have anywhere near the confidence that's absolutely what's going to happen. Uh, particularly not on what five days of putting together the game plan for the Bengals. It, uh, I don't think we have guarantees that any of those things are going to happen. We're going to see a lot more of Jalen Warren. I don't know if that necessarily means he's going to run better, but uh, we're going to see a lot more of him. That makes sense to me. I still think we're, st- I, I, you know, I'm not expecting a ton. I'm not expecting a 300 to 400 right. yard offensive performance. Me neither. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm expecting still uh, don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense holds and wins mm-hmm. and let's get points when we can. And, uh, you know, everything that we've been doing so far this season. Right. I mean, it may, I, I, there will be some differences, I, I'm sure. But I don't feel as confident as Ryan to be like, yes, they're going to be exactly the same things that the fans have been 
asking for. But then again, the lot of the things the fans have been asking for did happen in the last few weeks. So I guess I can't necessarily roll that out. But uh, I would be surprised if it goes the way that old number 25 seems to think it will. Yeah, Pat Frymuth running, uh, you know, naked down the middle of the field, right. uh, wide yeah. open. and Because um... they did throw the short one to him uh, down in uh, uh, inside their own 20, I remember. And that went for like four or five yards, I remember. Um, let's, uh, you know, all, all this reaction to Canada fired, but you know, no, no one is anyone talking about like the, why, why, you know, exactly what, like why now or why now or what, what, you know, what was it about right now? Let's, uh, let's get to <laughs> why was Canada fired and we've got at your under arrest, Dane. DJ yelling at Tomlin on the sideline, then Najee, talking about Najee mm-hmm. comments after the Certainly. game, sealed it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the the word immediately after the game was Tomlin's lost the locker room. Uh, Which no- I just laugh whenever I see now. Like, it, it, I mean, I have to cringe, but I mean, I laugh at the idea that Tomlin has lost the locker room. What was, you know, what was it? Was it that the players finally were showing cracks in the armor of... Uh, you know, we're not going to talk out of turn. Well, but that it's been that way for the last month. I mean, isn't that what really happened with Chooks against the Jags that gave uh, Tomlin the excuse to put Jones in there? I mean, Najee's comments were incredible. I mean, I'd never seen a post-game interview like that, but I'm still sticking to my theory that all of this helped contribute, but it's still Tomlin for the first time really did see getting rid of Canada as giving them the best chance to win the next game. That's my theory on why it happened now. And frankly, I'm sticking to that. Um, all right. Well, um, how about let's go over to, is this a conspiracy theory at J Beamer, four, five, six, Jared Beamer. Can we all thank Kenny Pickett for getting Matt Canada fired? If he didn't miss routine throws and wide-open guys, Canada would still be here. If the Steelers win that game, if it's 13-10 Steelers, if Kenny puts a fourth-quarter comeback, the, the, I mean, it's a completely different narrative. Yes, or, you know, or, I agree with this. It? I No, I agree with this. I think I think you're right. I think this is if he hits uh, DJ for that uh, open touchdown there in the center of the field, if um, you know they score and win 13-10 or 17-13 or something or other, then yeah, I do think uh, Canada is still there because, again, and that's what's great about my theory is it's flexible enough to include this conspiracy theory in that then Tomlin could make the reasonable assumption that having Canada as the coach gives us the next best chance to win the next game if they had won this last one. So, yeah, I, I do believe this. You know, if, uh, if, if the narrative would be Kenny with another fourth quarter comeback right. on the road in Cleveland, mm-hmm. um, you know, Canada's changing it. He's on the sideline. He's turning it around. They're all growing. Defense puts up best yardage performance ever. Uh, you know, Jalen Warren breaking out. Most yards run anyone against the Browns. Yes, it would have been a very, very different uh, world we woke up to that following Monday. Instead, we're some kind of uh, we're, we're some kind of false start on defense penalty away from a game-winning field goal. You know, I mean, it, it's just it's it's not even a, it's you know it's a game of inches, but it's also a game of 
you know, of of milliseconds or you know, of yeah. moments, you know. And that's that's one of the arguments that I think some of the the haters for the last month that seems one of the arguments that seems so much more resonant now that Canada is gone is that when you play the kind of football the Steelers have been playing, all those little things become so magnified. I mean, it's, you know, uh, when a team can go down and score a bunch of points, then, like, it's okay that, you know, you got the the hand-waving penalty or whatever it is that happened to Keanu Benton uh, versus, you know, uh, uh, this. When you play these kind of tight games, they're just that, tight. It is a pebble in my shoe. It's a, it's, a, it's a pebble that turns into you know turns into bigger. I, this you know <laughs> a stone. This was a this was a first down away. This was a first down in the fourth quarter away from a pebble that turned into now a uh, avalanche, a, a mountain, an av- yeah, whatever you said it. <laughs> it's more than just a pebble. Um, more than a pebble. What about okay? How about the people that still just want to blame Tomlin? <laughs> Canada's gone, but let's blame. Coach at Steigerwald, John Steigerwald. If it was Matt Canada's fault, then someone needs to ask Mike Tomlin why it took him so long to figure it out. If I mean, was he just waiting for a loss? Was it was this inevitable? Were we were just a loss away from this happening? No matter what, I kind of think they did ask Tomlin this on Tuesday, and he more or less came said something like, "Well, this was the right time to do it because of the way things had been building." I mean, it's we we were. A loss away uh, after the last month. We obviously weren't a loss away in September. We weren't a loss away in October. And that's after two very bad losses, and certainly not just on the offense, against San Francisco and Houston. I mean, we have seen in the last two years, and this just hit me now, that Tomlin will take uh, dramatic, out-of-character decisions if he thinks the season's on the line. That's how Kenny became the starter in the first place against the Jets. And I think that's sort of what happened here. So I don't even understand where that's coming from. Um, how about anything else to say about, uh, okay. How about one more here on Tomlin? Let's go to at, at Colin Dunlap, Colin Dunlap. Firing Matt Canada is just getting rid of the first problem. The second one, you cannot let Mike Tomlin have full authority to select the next offensive coordinator, or he'll just pick a yes man who won't fully challenge him. Is this the biggest problem right now, six and four uh, in November, is to worry about who the next uh, coordinator is going to be? Yeah, and I also don't think it's entirely a yes man who won't challenge him because as we understand it, that's what Tomlin might look for in the defensive coordinator, but the offensive coordinator, not necessarily. I mean, everything we read is that Tomlin is maybe a bit more hands-off with the offense than he might be with the defense. So I don't think that's what he he wants. And again, the Flores pick always goes against this kind of thing. But, uh, But yeah, I'd be very surprised if they pick if he just picks a yes man or someone in-house or something like that, I do think they'll do like a search search and uh, bring in someone new. But that what's going to happen is they are going to bring in someone most likely that has some connection to Tomlin and will hear all this kind of nonsense up until the moment they're successful. You're exactly right. Well, I, I can't even think. It's not coordinator season for another mm-hmm. You know, two months, three. I mean, oh, we, we, yeah. we still got to. I mean, I'm talking playoffs, you right, know, exactly. And the good news is it just hit me now. Coordinator season will helpfully eat up some mock draft season here on this show. Uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Why don't we take a break and sure. head into the second half? Coming up in the second half. Will we talk? Will we will we talk anything other than Canada? Maybe. Um, 
Maybe some Kenny. Gosh, I've got okay. like so much stuff here. It was it, defense. Some... Are we gonna talk defense ever? I don't know. I mean, I... Um... it's still hard for me to blame them for Sunday. No, well, oh, maybe maybe we'll talk defense. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll find some problems with the uh, with the defense giving up oh, to geez. a to a rookie. We've lost to two rookies two this rookies you know this season. Dick yes. LeBeau would be rolling in his grave. Except thankfully he's still alive. All right, we'll be back in the second half. Stay tuned. It's the second half on your Thanksgiving Day edition. If you're listening to this, then I guess really the family conversation is lackluster. You're oh, like, man, it's sorry, tough. mom, I've got the, I've got the, the Steelers pod on. <laughs> or hopefully you're listening to this around the Thanksgiving table. Uh, <laughs> yes, you've got your Alexa speaker. Alexa, play what Jin's talking about. Before the desserts come out. Uh, yeah, maybe you're doing dishes. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of the situation where you're listening to this today. Uh, yeah, I, I'm struggling with it. Like, you have the Lions game on in the background with no sound? I don't know. At uh, Lions game? You, the, the, the Cowboys game better still be on. You better be, you, better be, you know, <laughs> early adopters. Not, none of these guys wait until Friday to listen. I, okay, we promised we would not talk about Canada, but we've uh, just got some more Canada. Uh, uh, how about we, maybe we'll just dump this whole about who the next coordinator sure. will be? Maybe just dump the so whole. Because it's so early. It's so early. We haven't even seen who the interim coordinators how they're going to be yet before we pick the next guy. Yes. Let's just see. These are some names that have uh, come across the Twitter sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, David Girardi, mm-hmm. Ronald Curry, Texas QB coach Gerard Johnson, uh, Brian Le- Brian Byron Lefwich, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, it's scary how many of these guys I saw play in one time or another. That's kind of depressing. But um, the idea of Ben being the offensive coordinator is hilarious. That is you, the person listening to this, have just as good a chance of becoming OC as Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I don't think that's. Uh, you don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Like it's just, it's just annoying. Yeah, Atta it's boy. just, yeah, you know, just, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk just a couple more Canada things. Sure. At is this even? Whoops. Let's get it all the way forward here. Here we go. How about this? Mm-hmm. At Steelers win one oh nine. Minka Bird Steelers. Tell me this guy doesn't look like he can coordinate an offense. We've got the picture. 
of Eddie Faulkner, our uh, our new uh, coordinator. Although he won't be calling the plays, uh, right? He's the offensive coordinator, but Sullivan's going to call the plays. It. Uh, I mean, it's it's a stern look and a sweet hat. I don't know uh, 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 what else you can take from that. This is a nice picture of this man. He certainly looks. He commands your attention. He looks like he commands respect. It. Um, that's all I'm qualified to say about this, and I feel the same about the people commenting online. <laughs> no, uh, you know, no, he's not standing out with the with the big brim hat like Canada. <laughs> he's going to blend in all business, all work. It, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I remember Coward wear those hats sometimes, and like if you're a Steeler fan of a certain age, you remember them being buried very deeply in the Steelers merchandise catalog. Oh, really? I, I like that hat. I'm oh, yeah, no, it's not a bad hat, but I'm saying, like, when you go to the hat section, it's not, like, at the front. Um, One more thing on Canada. <laughs> at Renegade Adam, Adam Steele. No way, LMAO. We've got a story from when Sullivan was the Bucks. <laughs> Uh, play caller back in 2013 and the quote is the biggest issue early on in 2013 was that the passing plays Sullivan dialed up were fairly ridiculous consisting primarily of multiple vertical routes outside the hashes using little in the way of crossing routes little in the way of routes in the middle of the field little hot routes hot routes safety valves or check downs this was hardly helped by Sullivan's prosperity to run the ball up the middle on early downs leading to both quarterbacks facing far too many third and longs. Ah, it's Kaiser Sosa'd us. It wasn't <laughs> Matt Canada. It's Sully. It, uh, it's, it's, which is another one that might be shown uh, the door at the end of the season if uh, Kenny doesn't develop here. But, um, but yeah, no, this is, uh, this is, this is, th yes, this is, it's bizarre because it's word for word exactly <laughs> things that people have complained about with the Steelers before. I mean, it's, it, 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 it I'll tell you, when you read this, it does kind of come along. Now you, at least for me, I start to understand more of those meetings where they were like, hey, the, you know, the playbook, it's a communal thing. Everyone makes suggestions that are included. And uh, yeah, it sounds like Sullivan's uh, voice was certainly heard at different times uh, during those meetings. Yeah, right. We found the Mad Canada playbook and it was written in Sully's handwriting. What the? It is very much like to surf, man. It's a cookbook. Yeah. Like we're on that same uh, 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 trip here. Um, okay. How about the people that let's talk just a little bit about the game maybe instead of just all, all, only canada maybe imagine that imagine that um with some killer tweets from at ray fit ray fitipaldo terrible loss for the steelers a hundred percent on mike tomlin um what uh you know we had we had we had an offense that couldn't get a first down in the fourth. Mm -hmm. We had a you know a drive we you know we where we kind of abandoned the run in the fourth. Yeah. Uh, then we also had a defense that uh, you know couldn't run. You know, I mean, in, in in Tomlin credited the Browns for that, but we still couldn't get a pass rush to oh, yeah. the Browns there. I don't know. You know, it it feels like. It doesn't feel like we're outplayed, but it I, you, it might feel like we're outcoached. Yeah, I mean it's 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 and in the end, obviously, it's always going to fall on Tomlin, as he said so eloquently on Tuesday. Leadership is lonely, but um, but yeah, it's it's very well what could have happened. I mean, it's it's I, I think this one very much might be on him as much as any of them are. 
you've convinced me that it might be Tomlin's worst loss. Um, I, 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 yeah, I said that hyperbolically. I, I don't. I mean, the Jacksonville playoff loss is always going to be up there, even though Le'Veon showed up late and AB and Stefan Tua was hurt and we didn't know how bad. It, um, and and there's always going to be some tough ones, you know. And the 2020 loss to the Browns isn't great, but on uh, the playoffs, but for regular season, I think you might have to put it up there a bit. At um. That's a joke to me. Well, okay, sorry. You know, I didn't mean to. Um, how about at Alex Kazora? Alex Kazora. Mike Tomlin says the Cleveland Browns had a lot to do with Kenny Pickett's poor play. Man, that's just excuses. At some point, you got to point the finger at the guy. He's supposed to be your franchise quarterback. Raise the bar. I mean, this was so, this some similar complaints with Canada. It was like, why doesn't Tomlin just call out Canada and you know say we suck and right. then now you know it's the same thing with Kenny it's like Tomlin says he's he's tries to insulate his team and players he and- does particularly in the press conferences that's not to say that he doesn't send direct messages I mean just I don't know if we talked about it on here but I was very struck by not this past press conference but the one before that where he said something like man we all got to get better we want to see fourth quarter Kenny in the rest of the game and like Ramon Foster and others saw this as like a big shot at Kenny and I just thought oh it was a comment but maybe I don't know the way it was intended but um but yeah, this I think this also kind of gets negated by getting rid of Canada because like it's he's talking about the Cleveland Brown the press conference that Tomlin did immediately after the game, which almost feels like it was nullified by firing Canada because that was all those comments about you know well Cleveland had a lot of fans and they played very well and it so um but yeah I we also don't know what's said behind closed doors I I find it very hard to believe that Tomlin has told Kenny that this level of play is acceptable. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, you know, when they're going over the film, it's uh, it's a lot more blunt. Pretty than, embarrassing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what what good does it do to do do that publicly? Just to give, right. the, you know. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just to give the fans their pound of flesh. Like oh, he, yeah. Like, uh, like the media wants their, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how about, well, you know, meanwhile, in all of this. At Markabali, Markabali, the athletic anonymous player poll. Guess who ran away with the topic? What coach would you want to play for? Mike Tomlin. You know, it goes back to uh, the the guys who who play the game uh, and have a you know certainly have a different opinion than the fans. You know, it's it's uh, it's a it's a deeper level of respect. A hundred percent on that. I I could not agree more. And secondly, uh, do not click on that tweet because that is one of those first ballot Hall of Fame uh, racist response tweets. That one, that one's as bad as any of them. So yeah, I made the mistake of clicking on that. Do not do so. Uh, Tomlin is yeah, and understandably so for myriad reasons that we cover quite a bit on this uh, podcast. And I'm glad we do for why so many players want to play for him. We love Steeler Nation. Love Steeler Nation. Um, should we move on to? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to talk. I guess we got to talk about. Oh my God! They killed Kenny! <laughs> you bastards! We got to talk about the quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see how little or much we'll go through this. <laughs> at Mark Madden X, Mark Madden. At what point do you bench Pickett seriously? Um, he wasn't the only one uh, mm-hmm. with that. Uh, you know, uh, David Todd uh, mm-hmm. tweeted something similar. Yeah. Um, 
you know, what are we benching for? You know, I he's not throwing picks. Right. That's usually what gets you benched. Yes, and it's and I think that's a major reason why they aren't or they haven't considered it. And I and I also didn't realize how many really good quarterbacks right now were benched at one point or another during their pro careers. But uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, I think this conversation would have continued on a lot more had Canada not been let go. Then we might have been talking about this uh, even more. But I think with. Canada gone that uh, uh, you're getting picket for at least the rest of the season, if not much longer. Yeah. Yeah. At least, at least, well, at least the rest of next season, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Right. Yeah. Um, how about, you know, our former fan of the year <laughs> at Rick Fish 412. Rick Fish, the magic is over. Kenny Pickett is playing truly awful football. The decision not to feed Jalen Warren is completely unexplainable. No more excuses, no more hiding behind a fortunate record. Um, is the magic over? Is it? Have we seen enough, uh, Kenny? Have you- I, I mean, I think the magic was over for the way it was. I mean, I think bringing removing Canada is a way of trying to inject some magic. But uh, but I, I I I I'm very struck by no more hiding behind a fortunate record. I mean, we've talked about on this podcast that like none of those stats mattered because they were winning, and now that they're two and two in their last four, it all of a sudden these stats seem to matter quite a bit more. Um, how, oh, yeah, all of a sudden the stats matter when you lose a game. How mm-hmm. about, oh, did I already hit it? Uh, yeah, let's go to this, at David M. Todd. Um, one of the biggest disappointments is Kenny Pickett's ceiling seems to have come down significantly. Average NFL starter now appears to be the high end. Average NFL starter, is that, would, would you say that's the, you know, is he no different than, uh, Geno Smith. I, was I don't say know. Andy Dalton. Yeah, Andy Dalton. Is he starting? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, I'm from a different era, not from today. But um, but I think it's it's it, it's hard for me to, speak, to to agree with that right now, just because I mean, again, last year did not have a false winning streak. That was not fake. We saw it. We all there. It, it happened. It wasn't a simulation. So I, I I think this is a way of trying to get back to seeing what else there could be there in the ceiling i mean that's not to say that this is absolutely impossible but i'm just not there yet that the uh, average nfl starter appears to be the high end also an average nfl starter with this team might win a game or two in the playoffs too they know better um yeah and i don't know a average nfl starter i don't know if we're average yeah we're below average that's for sure right um how's about what uh, what about let's oh let's go on let's go over to at PPP underscore Benjamin. Benjamin, you're rich. Text from Steelers source. Deontay ran the right routes. Kenny wasn't prepared. He never is. Yeah, uh, uh, you, you know, do you buy this source text? This no, because st- I, I clicked on this. This, I mean, the algorithm barfed up this guy, and I clicked on his feed. I, I, I'm not sure about the Steelers source who happened to give the perfect quote. It <laughs> uh, is. I mean, the Steelers source should also look into maybe doing some writing on the side because this is very well done. It um because because this is the one thing that Tomlin has cited time and time again as to why he still believes in Kenny the most and it's one that does make a lot of sense to me is that Kenny really does prepare 
No one has ever questioned. This is the first that's ever been questioned. No one has ever said that Kenny doesn't work hard enough. This isn't this isn't the early days of Ben, where you couldn't get Ben to watch uh, VHS tapes or whatever they were using at the time for you know DVDs at a game. This is not that Kenny. No, this is the first time that's been suggested that Kenny did not put in the work. Now, I mean, there's also multiple ways of interpreting wasn't prepared. If it's you know Kenny wasn't prepared for them to do that blitz or for this guy to be in the pocket. That's a different conversation, and maybe that is true. But to say that Kenny didn't do the off-field preparation uh, is against everything that we've heard. So when Kenny, after the game, was like, we thought they were going to throw man at us, and they throw zone, and everyone said, oh, that's poor coaching. Is it, is it really maybe lack of preparation? I mean, it's... It, I, I, ah. I think, I mean, again, it's hard for me to say it's one thing or the other. I mean, it feels like there's a lot of both. Like, you should be prepared for both of these, it, uh, even if you prepare more for one than the other. But um, but again, what you just asked is the kind of question we are going to be able to find out fairly soon. Yeah, uh, you know, we'll find out on Sunday in Cincinnati. <laughs> how, about the, how about this? Let's just keep piling on. Mm-hmm. This is... At Stats Guy Daniel, Daniel Valente, quarterbacks who have thrown for 13 or less touchdowns through 22 career starts since 2000. Number one, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> That's the entire list. Pickett is the first quarterback since Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. To have thrown for less than 13 quarter, uh, touchdowns in 22 career starts. Super Bowl champion Trent Dilfer. Um, yeah, but that's yeah, true. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. But due to very unique circumstances. it's This is one of those stats, like when I read this, I thought of just all the bad Steeler quarterbacks I've seen in my life. Like I thought of Kent Graham and, and I thought of Tom Zach, who wasn't always bad. I don't mean to imply that he was. But... I've seen, and I thought like, wow, they must have been bad. And then there's this realization that no, I, I must have been me looking at it back on it as worse than it was since this is the worst. Yeah. Hey, we. I mean, we've seen, you know, Cordell have MVP seasons. We yes. saw Bubby take us to AFC championship games. Um, Neil, uh, uh, Neil, Neil O'Donnell. Oh yeah. Neil O'Donnell going to Super Bowls. Yeah. And so. Um, uh, you know, quarterback play. We we think that oh, it's you know we didn't have any quarterbacks between Bradshaw and Ben, and actually no, we had some quarterbacks, and we just uh, didn't have Hall of Famers. Yeah, so, and, and 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 today Pickett is more like Mark Malone than uh, than right than Ben uh, or Bradshaw or or Neil O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah. All right, Dom. Um. All right. How about? <laughs> at BT Steel Curtain, behind the Steel Curtain. Who should start for the Steelers in Week 12 versus the Bengals? Kenny Pickett, 31%. Mitch Trubisky, 11%. Mason Rudolph, 58%. Uh, more than 400 uh, votes. 800. I got 800. Well, 800. 800 total votes, but Mason oh, took... I see. Oh, I see. Mason himself took a plurality. Yeah. yeah. At, um, an outright majority. At, um... you know, it's, I mean... I get we didn't really talk about we talked a little bit about benching Kenny, but uh, you know, is, is, should Mace get a uh, should he get a shot in there? Well, I mean, he's he's always going to be be going to be there now because of the Brock Party role from the title game, so he's inactive, but he's there. Um, what this says to me is that a surprising number of fans uh, remember very clearly the uh, second half of the Jacksonville game a month ago. 
That's I think that's why Mitch is as low as he is. It, uh, you saw Mitch once, and it it looked uh, uh, it looked like all of the fears the coaching staff had for Kenny about the throwing the ball up. And hey, Mitch was going in the middle of the field. Whatever other arguments you may have, Mitch was going to the middle of the field where there were a lot of teal. So you so Kenny with the worst quarterback performance since Trent Dilfer. You you still trust him more than uh, well. It's remember to how we look at how we, but you'll notice that was a very narrow stat for the worst performance because it only said the word touchdowns. It didn't say anything about turnovers. It didn't say anything about wins. It simply said touchdowns. Which uh, I guess is how you win games, yeah, uh, right? <laughs> presumably, that's that's sometimes different. That, that's the rumor. Um. All right. Can we let's talk a little bit of defense. At WVU fan one twenty nine, Jared, can we stop with this defense played their tail off nonsense? They let a terrible fifth round pick march right down the field to kick the ga- game winning field goal. Also, where was Watt? I saw Garrett making game changing plays. Didn't see Watt. They they did scheme. Then they got the ball out of their hands quickly. They mm-hmm. schemed uh, well to for the pass rush. But again, is this guy? You know this. Uh, should have been uh we we said i think we said last week like oh if we got this guy sticking around in the fourth thinking he can do it then that's when we'll pick him off and then you know we even though we didn't the interception came in the third quarter or was it in the fourth i'm trying to remember when uh it was you know it was just not or it was earlier than needed yeah it was earlier in the last drive it's well i mean for all the steelers scheming they were unable to get watt being blocked by dan moore jr which was a big part of how miles garrett uh was able to uh do so well in this game i forget who made the tweet about dan moore jr just handed miles garrett the defensive player of the year which uh which might be true at um but no it uh i i mean it's it's again on a day where i i mean yes should the defense have had one more stop in them sure but on a day where they're holding the browns to the least amount of yards anyone's held them all year and a large part of that is trenton thompson uh michael walker and uh chandon sullivan it's uh, very hard for me to blame the defense i mean that was the the browns basically played the only way you can play against watt and highsmith which is just throw the ball as quickly as possible and tomlin even said in this press conference about the browns st- uh doing that you're not going to score a lot of points that way and they didn't um two rookies two rookies uh, we already talked about that all mm-hmm. right two rookies um why don't we get this band on the field? Hey. No. Ah, uh, there we go. Brownies, man. <laughs> Wanted to be 3 and 0 in the division. That would have been nice, yes. Canada be damned. I would have kept Canada for the win. And they, and so would Tomlin had that happened. Um, a couple odds and ends. How about <laughs> At Chris Muller, PGH, Chris Muller, completely random question. Tuesday is the player's day off. Tomlin had a whistle around his neck at the press conference. I'm now wondering, what is he using the whistle for on a Tuesday? Is he putting the coaches through drills? <laughs> this is the close-up. It is It is there around the neck. Why? Is that just... Uh, you know, uniform standard uniform protocol. The coach has to have the whistle around the neck. I, I think maybe Tomlin just instinctively grabs it to have it on. I mean, I what I also wonder, and I I have no way of knowing this, but 
you know, it seems like, excuse me, almost daily you get like, oh, the Steelers have signed another guy you never heard of from someone else's practice squad. I mean, is that, do you run those guys through drills? Do you get any kind of look-see at them oh. before you bring them in? I don't know. I don't know. It. Uh, or, but how many times do you read like, oh, the Steelers brought in three guys today. Uh, they didn't sign any of them, but they brought them in. And I wonder if this is something like that. But I could also see it's like, okay, I'm coach, I'm up, I'm going to work. I just put my whistle around my neck and I forget about it as it's uh, just something you do. I like your theory that they're working out guys and so that's what the whistle's for. Um, And that's, I'm sticking to it. Could be. Um, How about (laughs) at A Saunders underscore PGH, Alan Saunders. Despite losing Sunday, the Steelers' playoff chances went up from 61% to 70%, according to New York Times Playoff Simulator. ESPN dropped them from 55% to 53%. So, uh, you know, despite that, despite the worst loss in Tomlin's career, um, we're still on uh, we're still on the track for the playoffs. Absolutely. And a few things about that. One, I I don't read a lot of New York Times sports college but uh, coverage, but man, their election needle was very good. So I would imagine to uh, trust it for this as well. Two, it this shows why Tomlin's philosophy is so successful of just win the next week because you can find your place in a situation like this. I mean, the main reason this went up as I understand it is because the Chargers lost. You know, the team that did everything right with the quarterback and got the coach with the big resume who was going to be the young innovator and all that. He's going to be the next coach to be fired. He may not make it through the season in Los Angeles. And they have this Herbert guy who's supposed to be a big, big star. So the idea is if you can just keep winning the next week, then these numbers keep going up regardless of what's happening around you. Right? Do you want to have the? Do you want to be a Chargers fan and with this explosive quarterback and running back and uh, Pro Bowl wideouts and have a losing? Mm. Oh ass yeah, record? and 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 so many stars in the defense you can name: Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, that safety who, if I remembered his name, he's a stud too. Or you could be six and four Pittsburgh right. Steelers, right? Rooting for Dan Moore Jr. and <laughs> Miles Killebrew. And Trenton Thompson. Trenton Thompson and who else is and some and Michael Walker? Am I saying that I right? I don't know. I someone who know. jumped who jumped Mark Robinson? Mark Robinson. It was it was Walker. Robinson played as many defensive snaps as we did Sunday. It was it was Walker. I think it's Michael's how you say his first name. Um yeah, so he's he's turning into the next uh Buddy Johnson, right? Or is he? I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think that's about it for us today. Should I give the final? Maybe I maybe I'll give the final word to. Nope, there it is. At the notorious ADJ, the notorious Edge. This got a follow for me this week. Dear fans, you are the most disloyal, spoiled, whiny, hate-filled, and unsupportive fan base. I'm embarrassed by how you treat our players, our team, and our legacy. You drove players out of town, you deflate our current players, and you won't stop until you destroy it all. Follow. Follow for me. I I mean, I gotta say, if we ever get like a celebrity on this, like if we ever meet Michael Shannon or something, we have to record him reading this tweet so that we can play it on this show. Like, or if we ever run into like the movie trailer guy, like someone with a, a voice even better than my own, this I would love to have a celebrity read this so that we could play it on this show. Celebrity tweets. All right, we're gonna we have to work on that. We'll get that going down. Um, you know, one more thing. And the yeah, you're on the fire, man. Yeah. 
We're not peeing on the fire yet. That's We're not matriculating right. on this fire. Uh, because we've got it's almost racing hell season. So it just it's, it comes sooner and sooner every year. And um, that's uh, um, that's when I'll be urinating gasoline. <laughs> so we'll definitely not be putting out the fire in December. No, it'll be uh, explosive. Four more wins. Do we need five? Four more wins. Uh, I mean, I'd feel better with five, but I think four more wins does it. Starting with Cincinnati. All right. If you want to keep the conversation going, uh, I'm on TikTok. I'm at Kyle Christ. Greg, uh, where are you at? Well, you can find me online at Greg Benevent, uh, B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. And this coming Friday, if you have nothing to do at uh, 11.45 a.m. Pacific, uh, 2.45 uh, Eastern Time, I will be possibly uh, visible in a promo I was a part of for the Amazon Black Friday football game. I am an elf uh, horrified that adorable children are abusing Santa. Oh, we've got it's uh, breaking news. <laughs> Watch the Friday pregame. What is it? Pregame Amazon coverage. I think coverage? it's going to be on the pregame Amazon coverage. I think that was the time they told me it's most likely to air. It. Uh, this is. I'm not doing a monologue. It's blink and you'll miss it. But uh, it might bring you a smile. Uh, one more reason to watch the uh, Black Friday game. <laughs> I, don't know, I think it's Dolphins and Jets, so there might not be. It's uh, that's if there's really nothing to do on Black Friday. Well, if you listen to this podcast, you've got nothing to do. <laughs> that's what we've been talking about. And that is what we've been talking about. All right, until next week, keep listening to your coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.